before we get into this week's episode, daddy gang, you know the drill. No dad left behind, okay? And this is the last week that I'm going to basically be telling you this because next week I am officially only going to be found on Spotify. Daddy gang, start listening to Call Her Daddy and your other favorite podcast, but Call Her Daddy only on Spotify. It's free. You just simply download the free Spotify app. You sign up for free and you search Call Her Daddy, press follow. And from now on out, Call Her Daddy only on Spotify starting next week on Wednesday, July 21st. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor, Sparkling Ice, anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Thank God we're fucking back, baby. What the fuck is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, for another episode of Call Her Daddy. You know... It sounds almost like a broken record at this point, but once again, I am sitting here before all of you happy (laughs) to be a fucking live, okay? I don't know what I did. I don't know what kind of fucking karma I fucked with, but somebody's got to hit out for me, okay? Daddy gang, the plan was to start this episode in Chicago. Chicago, I love you, but that's not the case and that's not reality. I'm about to take you back. To last Tuesday night. You guys remember, Lauren and I had just uploaded the Hamptons episode, and the two of us that Tuesday were about to sit down and watch a movie. And then a storm started raging thunder, lightning, pouring rain, wind. And then the power went out, which meant the Wi Fi went out which then meant we had absolutely no cell service because our house was nowhere near town. So in order for us to have service on that trip, we had to either be in our home on Wi-Fi or when we left, wait 15 minutes to get service once we hit town. So on that stormy Tuesday night, we had no car. We couldn't call an Uber. We were trapped in our home alone in the pitch black in a house completely made of windows with no curtains surrounded by woods and four other houses and unable to contact anyone. And we were freaking the fuck out. Come over here. Let's just fucking record. Dude, I'm freaking the fuck out. I hate this. I want to leave. Sit down. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hello. Hi. Um. We 
how do I even explain this? We just lost fucking power. Yeah, but the the issue. Okay, I don't give. I, we've gone through fucking shit where we haven't had power. We have no fucking service. We are in the middle of the Hamptons. No service. No power. No it, car. Yeah, no car. And we have no way to fucking communicate with anyone right now. And our house is creepy as fuck. Yeah, it's giant windows everywhere, and they no curtains well we said last okay last week i told you guys yay like there's guys across and they can see into our house now it's turned creepy we never met these men and there was like a bunch of younger dudes now there's like older dudes i'm assuming it was like one guy there was like one younger i don't even know the situation there's men across from us there's four houses surrounding our house right now and it is getting pitch black right now. Like this, this started right when it was getting dark. We have one candle in this lantern. That we have they didn't- no fucking um, food also. Cool. So Laura and I are just sitting here freaking the fuck out because um, we're off the grid. Yeah. This is literally how horror movies start. I know. Thank you. Stop. Thunderstorms. Stop. Power goes out. And I and I want it like no cell service. The, the neighbors are just fucking looking in at us. Yeah, I would not care if we just lost power. And look at our phones. Yeah. And I was like texting my boyfriend, like, hey, yeah. everything's good. Or like, hey, like, can you get us? A... I just went out of the room. You go. Dude, Lauren, only crack the door. Crack the door. Why don't she have the window Just crack it and just be like, hello. There is a man standing. Dude, there's a man standing. Okay, close the fucking door. Dude, close the door. What the fuck? Dude, what? Is he leaving his gun? Wait, he's still walking. Should we like? I don't. What the I fuck? Wish, I wish we. Wait, wait, wait. What, wish we had had what did he just say? He was like, "Hi, I'm your neighbor across the street." That's and not like, the neighbors from the house, though. No, this is across the street. We've never met these neighbors. Those are the people with the fucking motorcycles. We have no. We have no. There have been men across the street that we kind. It's like they've the, been their doing house just la- laps circles. In okay, there are men that we've seen, but their whole entire house is covered by like trees. And he, he was like, he was like, I just wanted to check. Like, did you also lose power? Like, are you okay? Do what you do you mean? Me? Did you lose power? You, you can, can see, see into, into our, our fucking house. house. There's not a single light on. You can literally see in our house. That was weird. No, that's fucking weird. It's like he like what? Like, what do we like? It's like he wanted to come over here because he's like confirming that there are two girls alone here. Dude, you should have been like. I feel like we should have said something like stupid, like, oh, like, hold on. Like, I think my boyfriend is calling. We should have like act like a guy was here or something. I don't want to stay here tonight. Right. But like, what are we going to do? Walk out? Like, what? How do we walk out? Like, we walk outside. What are we going to do? Hi, update. Um, Lauren and I just, we've been sitting, well, how long ago? Fucking 30 minutes. Maybe, well, yeah. Um, Lauren and I decided to barricade the house, prepare <laughs> for battle. Dude. Um, we are officially losing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not, it's like funny, but it's, no, it's not funny, but it's funny. Do you know when you're like deliriously, like we can't, now we're starting to laugh. It's better. It's like a defense mechanism. It's better to laugh about our death than cry about our impending death. Yes. So we took bed sheets from my bed. Cause we know that we're going to bunker down in your room. Right. So we don't need my room anymore. And we're, we just took duct tape and now we've completely hung up uh, all the sheets over the windows, which is making me feel a little bit better. Yeah, like I not feel being, a little less like we're getting washed. Yeah, same. You know what I don't like? What? That the you have a sliding, sliding door. glass door. Like they Did could your, just. You, I figure. Yeah, my room does too. All the rooms do. They could just like knock that open. Like who? <laughs> I don't know what you say the man. Yeah. I think we just get in bed and cuddle up maybe we can dose ourselves out with uh night night quill to sleep but then we won't be alert if they come we need to be alert i'd rather be fucking out good night good morning alex peed the bed (laughs) i did 
I did. I was going to say I did not. I did. Like, good morning, Daddy Gang. Um, um, she woke me up and no. she was like, Lauren. No, no, we were woken up at 2 a.m. because the power came back on at 2 a.m. So all the lights like jolted us awake. And I'm, you're like, Lauren. And I'm like, what? And you're like, no. I'm sleeping on a towel. A hand towel. I why, why a hand towel? I didn't. I woke up at 2 a.m. and I'm laying there with like no, a No, you were already on the towel at 2 a.m. So you sneaky got up <laughs> before that and, and tried to cover the evidence. I want to be, first before I tell the story, I want to be very clear. I don't just like pee the bed. It's only like every month. No! <laughs> I do not, the amount of memes are like, Alex pees the bed. I don't pee the bed. I that wo- often. I was, <laughs> stop! I was sleeping and I I kept hearing noises. Stop. I was hearing noises and I kept getting scared. And you kept letting out little dribbles. Or is it one extreme? I kept like in my sleep having night terrors. You know how like you think a man is there and because of obviously how fucking scared we were, I was so fucking terrified. I thought I kept hearing noises and in my dreams, I was then literally having nightmares about our actual situation and then I peed myself. (laughs) And then I peed myself and I woke woke up from literally peeing in the bed with Lauren and in the middle of peeing, I realized and I woke up even more scared and then I didn't know what to do, so I walked into the bathroom, and I've used all the towels. It's the end of our trip, so the only thing left was a hand towel, and I walked over to my side of the bed. I didn't know what else to do, so I just... You also <laughs> just didn't even bother to put on clean underwear, and you woke Stop. up, and you flung off the blanket, I was and your ass naked on top of a towel. I was a little we fucking got really comfy cozy. I was discombobulated. I then like rip off. Okay, we're sh- leaving the Hamptons. We're leaving. We left our mark here. You left your mark. I li- here. did. I'm literally like ready to get like five like fifty dollars. Like they're gonna be like you literally soiled into our mattress. I peed my pants. Goodbye, Hamptons. And I'm, we're leaving. Bye. We are packing up. The next time you guys are gonna hear from us, I will have showered. <laughs> I will be new woman. fresh underwear and a diaper to be safe. <laughs> And we will, we're leaving the Hamptons. We destroyed the Hamptons. And then the last night, it destroyed us. Goodbye, New York. I love you, but I need a fucking break. Bye. Bye. Hey, 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 baby. We're in fucking Chicago. It feels great. I feel better. I like the vibe a little bit more. I haven't peed here yet. (laughs) I actually really like the vibe. I think being in a hotel is making me feel safe. Um, we have a doorman. Obviously, it's a hotel, and we're we're lifted. If you off. pee, they can change the sheets. The we're next lifted day. off. The, <laughs> Lauren, I'm cutting off your microphone. <laughs> Leave me alone. This is my podcast. Um, I am looking good today. I'm looking stunning. I put some fresh underwear on. on. <laughs> we're, in, <laughs> we're in Chicago, and uh, it's time to get drunk tonight. We are going. Two. Nobu, 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 Nobu. Also, what it's, song is that? I don't. I don't think that is. I think it is. I don't think there's anything with Nobu. Yeah, it is. Anyways, we're. It's good because we're staying at Nobu and we're going to dinner at Nobu. So maximum <laughs> opportunity to get really fucked up. Um, we only have to take the elevator like three flights down. It's gonna be perfect. Um, so we're gonna get ready for that soon, and we will check back in hopefully tomorrow morning. We'll have lots. Hopefully, I get a shocker, a finger in the what? butthole, <laughs> and the vagina at Nobu. We've been watching Sex Life, the show, and Lauren and I are fucking horny. <laughs> we keep like laying next to each other, watching the show, like looking over each other, and we're like. I am ready to get fucked. My boyfriend has been getting disgusting messages. He's like, where did this come from? I'm like, I am watching Lauren. Sex Life. It's I'm Lauren. Lauren. We're both getting like really horny. We're like, okay, get out of the bed. We're just laying in bed together. Getting horny. Watching porn, basically. Literally. Okay, we're going to get ready for dinner, and we will keep you guys updated on how our night goes. Daddy Yang, Chicago. Daddy Yang, I will see you hopefully tonight. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We have our voices and we... I have, sort of. But I'm coming... It's always just bad in the morning. Good morning, daddy gang. Voices and dignity intact. Yeah, we do. We did. We were, like, pretty good last night. I think it's because I live here and I have, like, friends here. So, like, I don't want to, like, ruin my reputation. Oh, right, right, right. 
Yeah, Lauren was like, hey, like, let's not burn it down fully. So the first night we figured be chill, be chill, be chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's not even recap our night. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me take it like a shower and then we'll get up. Okay. I'm showered. I'm scrub-a-dub-dubbed clean. Um, I'm laying on the couch. I'm watching Lauren open some goldfish. She's reclining. (laughs) She's looking sexy. (laughs) Um, And we're just, I'm actually not even hungover. I want to watch Harry Potter. And um, Mm. let's catch up. Talk to me, Big Lair. Oh, how about this? Here's the fucking update of the morning. Lauren and I both had therapy yesterday. We made it. We made it, baby. We did not cancel. And we don't usually like debrief our therapy sessions together. No, it's more like, hey, like I know you had therapy. If you want to talk about it, like I'm an open soundboard, like open soundboard for you. Yes. Hope you're good. Yes. And so and then there are some times we're like, oh, I want to talk about this. Like, I think this is interesting. So Lauren was like, um, this morning she was like, Hey, like I was thinking about my therapy session and like, there was a lot of really interesting things that came from it. Like I, this was a lighter one for me. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and she was like, I like, do you want to talk about it? Like, I think it's interesting. And I'm like, sure. Like, do you want to podcast about it? And she was like, totally. I think it's like really relatable. So Lauren, take it away. Yeah, My have- therapist was just like spewing advice yesterday. Okay. I'm ready. Cause I have no idea. Yeah. I'm letting you guys in on this. We're doing another girl talk segment. We're sitting on the couch. Yeah. So Alex hasn't heard any of this okay, yet. Here we go. Um, so I started my therapy session by telling my, you look so intent right now. I know, I'm like staring you like literally into this hole. I'm like, okay, what? Here we go. Um, so I started my therapy session by telling my therapist that I had made plans to see my ex. He last minute uh, canceled and I was really upset and I ended up blocking him. And like when I told her that, I was like, oh, like I feel embarrassed even saying like I'm 26 year old, 26 years old and I block someone. Classic therapist. What do you think she said? Why are you embarrassed? Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm like trying to think of what my therapist would yeah. say to me. And um, I was like, I don't know. Like it feels like immature to block someone that like I like that I need that hard of a boundary to like not talk to them or like push them away. And she was like, I don't know. I think that's like a thing that happens sometimes. Like when you're with someone and your lives are so entangled, sometimes you need like that like clean break. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Like making me feel less guilty about like blocking someone. Right. So lesson number one like don't feel guilty about blocking like I think if you have to do that you have to do that dude that reminded me when you also said like being embarrassed saying it do you remember what I used to say about my therapist like I would lie yes. to my therapist yes because I was debating am I even gonna tell my therapist that I was gonna go meet up with my ex and then I blocked him yes and then you were like wait why wouldn't you tell him that I mean why wouldn't you tell your therapist that and it's like I've always said this if anyone's in therapy like I don't know. I think it's because like you still, no matter, even if you're in therapy, you still have this want just like anyone in the world, like to present. Yeah. Present a certain way. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, I'm paying this person to literally listen to my issues and be non-judgmental and to give me advice about it. Like what you could. And they can only give you advice if they're getting the whole picture. Like they're only going to like, they can't give you the full advice if you're giving them like a skewed version of the truth. Exactly. So it's like, that was another thing that took me a while to learn. Like you don't need to lie to your therapist. like they're literally they need the whole truth and they're not there to judge not you. saying it's easy to just to sit down yeah. And, but yeah well I think one that's actually that like makes me feel better like I've definitely it's also hard for me sometimes to block people because I'm so fascinated because I like want to know what they're gonna say so sometimes it's like I should then have the strength to be more mature to block why do I care what that person's gonna slide in and say if you're really done with it then block them Speaking of like strength, that's something else my therapist said. She was like, I think based on your past and like you feeling out of control growing up and kind of like not being in control, I think for you that was like your sense of like reclaiming power mm-hmm. and like feeling in control of the situation. Like, hey, like now I'm stepping in. Like you kind of threw me out of control when you canceled on me and like now I'm stepping in and like reclaiming that control, which is something she was like you might have needed in that moment based on like your past. Wow. So the blocking was way larger than Than like me just being like a petty bitch. Yes. You were more so being like, no, you don't have the control. Like I'm fully in control of my life and I will make the last decision. Because I was smiling. Remember I said I was like checking and like obsessing over like, what is he doing? Dude, in the car, I had asked Lauren. We were like, finally, dude, we're like both coughing. Sorry. Um, Now Lauren's sick. Um, We were both, we were, we were in the car on the way home from the Hamptons. From the Hamptons. And I was like, I wonder like, 
uh, God, like the weather was so shit in the Hamptons. Like, I wonder where it was like, like what was the weather like for your ex-boyfriend? And you were like, it rained the whole time. And I was like, what? <laughs> Except you- on 4th of July. Yes. At 8 p.m. the rain cleared. And I was like, Lauren. <laughs> and she was like, I know how bad that I was literally stalking that much that I was looking at the his, weather. The weather. So I could imagine like really like, yes. is it raining on his parade yes. right now? So, okay, that makes sense. Like maybe the sense of blocking has more to do with like an actual sense of power yeah and yeah but or whatever did, it means to someone yeah like, that, like what it represents yeah. um but she did she was like you realize like that it's gonna come with reper- repercussions right and i was like what like what like what and she was like well if you had a friendship and now he's bl- like you've blocked him he's gonna go to text you and real uh, maybe right, maybe one right. would hope yeah one day he's gonna go to text you and be like what the fuck yeah like i'm blocked and like she was like block she also said like blocking can be temporary like maybe you block them for three months to kind of like get that clear like clear space yeah. like don't talk for three months cold turkey like and see where you're at which that's what I true thought. like uh, somehow by you saying what your therapist is saying it's almost making me feel better also that like maybe blocking isn't that immature like yeah. ghosting is a whole different thing and yeah i want to talk about talk, that yeah, i wrote my thesis on ghosting okay yeah we could talk about ghosting but like blocking maybe is actually a mat- i would go as far again it's situational but like maybe a block blocking is a mature thing so like anyone- that's something you could do for- i think i did this for myself yeah like yes my initial reaction was being a petty bitch yes yes we heard you yes like, I- i'm enraged i know i was like i know that makes me laugh every time but I hear you know it. i've had therapy now and like now I'm looking at, I think it was more of a me thing. Like I didn't like the way that I was feeling after that situation. Yeah. Okay. That actually makes me feel better. Like anyone listening, like I think we're actually changing the entire thought process around blocking. I don't think we should so quickly jump to associate blocking someone as something that's immature. And please don't get me wrong. Like it is absolutely immature if you're like, it's your boyfriend and you're in the middle of a conversation and you just like block him. Like, no, you need to have that conversation. You need to be mature and not just block them. But if it's some situation where you have that final conversation and everything is supposed to be wrapped up, but either you can't stop reaching out or they can't stop reaching out, that's where it blurs the lines and makes things more difficult. And maybe blocking is the answer and that's the healthiest way to go about it. So blocking in this case, it can be good at times. It's situational. So then like you guys know I've had a lot of shit to talk about in therapy. So like this is actually like the first time we really talked about my relationship in therapy. So I'm like wild. Yeah, wild. So I'm like, okay, like let's just like dive into this. Like let's start like unpacking like my relationship. Let's start unpacking um like my future dating history. Like how is this gonna like affect my future dating history? Yeah. And I was like, do you think I'm going to be like the classic girl with like daddy issues? And like, it sounds like a joke, but I'm like, am I like, she was like, what do you like? What type of guy do you think you're attracted to? And I was like, I think I want someone like older and like very stable. But I'm like, that sounds like I want like a dad. Wow. And I'm like, do you think that like, I'm looking for something like I never had, like I never had that stability growing up and like never had, like I was like really, like I've, I've always been taking care of everyone. Like I've never been taken care of in my life. And I'm like, am I going to like just project that and like look for the wrong person based on something that like I missed when I was growing up? <laughs> Dude, I'm like staring at Lauren. And this like- was a light therapy session for me. <laughs> wait yeah I'm always like jealous Lauren's like my therapist will like literally go like an hour and a half with me I'm like what the fuck the 50 minute time she's like no she goes over with me every time that's fascinating yeah and she was like hold up she was like one thing I want to caution you with and I think caution anyone like when you're like evaluating your dating choices or your past relationships it's she was like don't do so in a judgmental manner it's already good that like you're evaluating yourself like don't come at yourself with judgment like you don't need to judge yourself enough people already judge you as is Lauren the fact that you have that insight in dating already is amazing and I think that just highlights the more that you know your this applies to everyone the more that you know yourself aka going through therapy you're then going to be able to go through your dating experiences and able to discern whether you're like, okay, am I pursuing this person? Cause they've got a great personality and I vibe with them. Or are you literally going after someone and like into their personality and the traits about them because it's fulfilling something that you haven't dealt with from your past. Cause that is where you pick someone and it's fucked up and it's not right. 
I also just respect you, Lauren, like being open. Like, I feel like a lot of people would don't want to be like, oh, I have daddy issues. Like the fact that you're being introspective enough to just, I'm like, tell me, do yes. I, yes. tell me, do I have daddy yeah. issues? But she was like, I think something really, really great that anyone should do when they're starting dating is make a list of negotiables and non-negotiables for you. Wow. Like what is something that you need in a partner and what is something that like you just cannot tolerate? And I think we both, I know that me and you both have one of the same, like this person has to have it. What is it? Um, therapy. Yeah. So I was like, I think I need someone who is in therapy, who has been in therapy or is open to therapy. And is like, and is willing to at least work on themselves. And she was like, well, why do you think you want someone in therapy? Here we go. Fuck. I know. Why did you say? Because she's like, you have to keep like going deeper and deeper. Like, what does this represent? And like, it's going to keep driving you like to the core of like, what essence of a person are you looking for? And I was like, I think I, I want someone with like emotional intelligence. Like that's something that was yes. really important to me. Like yes. I, like I want to be able to sit down and like have a conversation. conversation. I that, think, I think like intimate conversation is more important to me than physical touch. I agree. Like to me, you need to be able to like, almost like fuck my mind before yes. you fuck me. Like yes. I need yes. to be so mentally yes. stimulated yes. by conversation. Wait, so did you come to a conclusion of what your type is? You need someone smart. You, can we say you told me the other no, day? I, no, no. No, we can say maybe maybe just cut it out. Depending if I sound like an I think, asshole. No, no, you're not an asshole, Lauren. I think. You're- but so I came to her and I was like, "Why am I like an education snob?" Yeah. I was like, if I'm a dating app and I see like an Ivy League, like I just, like left immediately. Don't even read anything. Like, oh, she shook me. You want to know what she said? What? She was like, "Hold up, take a walk with me." How old are you when you apply to college? Oh. What? Sixteen, seventeen. So you're sixteen. You're seventeen. What's a huge factor if you get into college? Money your parents where can your parents afford to send you so she's like lauren you're judging people on decisions they were making when they were 16 and 17 how much money their parents had she's like all of my friends that go to ivy league schools the joke of ivy league schools is half the people there are a legacy or bought their way in which led us to our next conversation which i thought was like a profound point she was like i don't want you to get caught up in that kind of stuff i want to like i think people forget like to be in the moment like on their first date. Yeah. Like your first initial reaction on a first date is to try to make the person like you. Like, trying to, like, prove to them that they should pick you. Like, that, like, hey, like, I'm worth your time. But, like, when you're trying to get someone to like you, you're not in the moment. You're not attuned to how you're feeling in this person's presence. And I was like, cool. You just rocked my world. Damn. That makes me think and kind of makes, like, puts a mirror up to my face a little bit because I do remember, like... I used to date and I would go on first dates and be so excited for first dates, which I know a lot of people are like, wait, I don't get, I used to get excited, but it was only because I felt like I was playing not like a character, but I like knew exactly the lines I was going to say. And I would go off of like whatever they liked, I would pretend to like, and I would pretend to be interested in. And I was appeasing all of their wants and their needs and their interests. And I wasn't even like being myself. And then I would, I remember I would like go home and they would text me after and be like, I had the best time. And I'd be like, I knew, I knew what I was doing, but like, I didn't even ha- enjoy myself. They didn't know anything really about me. And it was like, why was I doing that? Now, obviously through therapy and gr- like just being more mature and older, I get it. It was fun. It was for a purpose. I was pretending to be someone that I wasn't just for the game of courting and getting this person and making like getting be- that high of like, yes. yeah, like they want me like but I then, did it. Now that I'm older, I'm sitting here and I'm like, OK, listen, I will not I will never take back. Like if you are someone that's in college right now and you want to fucking date the captain of the fucking football team or the goddamn guy on the the hockey team and you're going to have to fake it till you make it a little bit to like pretend you're fucking interested in what he's saying because socially it's going to work for you. I will. That's what my therapist said. She's like when you're in college, it's like a popularity thing. She's like you're not in college, Lauren. Okay, so that's why I'm saying like daddy gang, if you are still in the like collegiate world or yeah. you're in high school like it life is different yeah like, when you're in college it's different like you have all these shared interests and like yes. you're in the same world like when you're in the real world and like out of college like it's not you don't have that stuff I that okay that makes sense because I get for social gain like gonna try to date someone and then obviously you'll break up if, it, if it's yeah. like not meant to be but those decisions I used to make were so yeah for like 
status or for my the therapist literally was like it's a popularity contest it when is. you're younger and you grow up hopefully you realize it's life not. is no longer a it's popularity not. contest like literally over and over week what we kept saying was dating is hard and it's yeah. wild and it's like but she was like you should look at dating as an experience like get to know yourself better that's such a good point too. yeah dude you had a fucking good therapy session. oh i'm not even done she gave me so much more wisdom wait i agree though anyone in the dating game especially i think coming out of this pandemic of course love hot girl summer and everything but i also do get like there are people that are coming out of this pandemic and they aren't just looking for hookup culture you're that's not- another thing we talked about like maybe for the first time now i'm feel like in regards to i think what you're about yeah. to say like feel like feeling like that biological clock like yeah in chicago i'm the only one of my friends who's single dude it's like cool. that pressure like should i like be like trying to like date more seriously should i be looking for someone no no guys to you lauren and everyone listening dating is not linear and it's also everyone has a different path like you just got out of a huge breakup no shit you are looking around and people are in relationships but they may have been single for so long you haven't been and it's not that you need to be single if you find the right person that's amazing but people get way too caught up in comparing themselves to what others are doing specifically when your friends are all on the same page you got to do what's right for you and I think you and I have talked about right now you need to focus on you and then your other, and then your friends clearly they're at a different stage in their life. And then like we got onto the topic of like second dates. So I'm like, I feel like I'm like really critical and like harsh with like second dates. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm waiting for that moment. And I think a lot of people do like, and we have this assumption that like you should see stars on the first date. And my therapist laughed in my face when I said that. She's like, sweetie. Yeah. She no. was like, honestly, like I, if you see stars and you become a fat- infatuated on the first date, that's dangerous. Because you're going to immediately put up blinders because you think this person is like it and you're going to ignore so many red flags and then you're going to get five months in and be like, fuck, I'm in deep and now these things that I don't like shit. So she was like, I, she was like, unless the first date is a complete wash where you're like, oh my gosh, this is a shit show. She's like, I urge you to always give the second date. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And oh my gosh, you want to know? keep going yeah I'm like whoa I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now so um she used the term roster she was like you're like do you listen to Cole or Dottie? I know just tell she me was like I think in regards to giving people a second date she was like in doing so you also need to have a roster and I was like what you were like are you Alex Cooper? Alex you're like Alex yeah are you my th- what's that what um oh. yeah because she was like one I think you can get these blinders on and these like seeing stars too fast where you get tunnel vision and if you have more than one person two to three people you can compare it's an easy yeah. black and white comparison do I feel my because you, you're in dating, you're always putting yourself first. Do I feel better in this person's presence or this person's presence? And it gives you like a taste. She's like, you got to get like a taste. You got to build your list of negotiables and non-negotiables. And like, it was hard for me to sit there and think like in the moment, what are my negotiables? What are my non-negotiables? She's like, you learn those through experience. So through dating multiple people, maybe you'll get something like, oh, I love that one. Yeah. That's something like that guy had. And like, I really want that. Like, that's something I'm going to add to my list. And like, what are your non-negotiables? I definitely know one of my main ones that I learned through a past relationship was like, I cannot be with someone that has a temper. I I was literally about to say the same exact thing. It triggers me. Like it, gets, right? like it triggers me to like, it's something I talked about in therapy. Like it triggers me to the point where like I shut down yeah. and I can't converse. Like I can't speak. Like I literally am like, I shut down. Mine is, that's so interesting. Cause I could, I get that for you. Yeah. And mine is the opposite where like, and I know for my own shit and like my dynamic growing up, mine is I get to a level that I don't like with myself. If someone, if my partner has a temper, oh, you'll match their energy. I will match it, and I will. I will shut down. You will match yes. it. Yes. So that. What other non-negotiables? Um, what is another one for you that's a non-negotiable? <laughs> I said Republican, but we can't put that on the podcast. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like I cannot take it I people are gonna be like I'm unfollowing you Lauren Um, it's fine you can unfollow me this is fascinating I know daddy gang make your list yeah send us your list maybe I'll get some more things to add to my list yeah 
like the last like big thing she like left me with she was like i think the biggest thing you need to like sit on and like keep in the back of your head and i think the bigger more relatable aspect of this is like evaluating not just your past relationship like like uh romantic relationships but all relationships in your life because all relationships are going to have some type of similarity some type of like cohesion i guess is the right word yeah so she's like she even talked about like the relationship I had in like my nannying job, the relationship I had in my family, the relationship I had with my past boyfriend. She's like in all of those relationships, they weren't great, but you stuck in there way too long. And like you've embedded in you that like you're good at weathering like bad storms. And like I know exactly what like dance to dance and like what stones to step on to like move around to like be fine and a bad thing. And she was like, I think you need to know that because I think moving forward, you wouldn't get out of a bad relationship quick enough. So I think that's the fuck the phone. Fuck. It's probably the fucking food. Wait, dude, you were just having a moment. Wow. Well, I Lauren is going to get the food, but to wrap this up cuz we're about to eat breakfast and then we're going to go on a trolley. Um if you guys remember the other week we were like we are going on a trolley and we will be wearing shin guards because it's called a shin dig and you have to wear shin guards on your fucking shins. But to wrap that up, I kind of am like uh, definitely inspired. Thank you, Lauren. And I feel like I'm now also going to take this into my next therapy session. Now it's time to ramp it back the fuck up. Time to drink, time to have fun, and time to kick the shit out of anyone's shins that don't show up in this trolley with a pair of fucking shin guards. See you around town, daddies. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be cruising in the trolley. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. Good morning, good morning, good morning. There's a man next to me again. A man who lost his voice. Laura now lost her voice too. I'm in pain. I need you to go back to LA. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, leave, please. Um, Last night, I want to be so clear. Lauren and I left here to go on a trolley. And we were like, we're just going to go on the trolley. For three hours. For three hours, and we're gonna come home, and we're gonna watch like Harry Potter and do like a little marathon, and we're gonna eat, dude. We're gonna eat some like cat. We're gonna eat food, and we're gonna like cuddle and just relax because we have the live event today. What do you guys think happened? What do you think happened? Lauren and I got off that trolley after Lauren's vagina. And thighs were wrapped around a man's head as she straddled him and was on the trolley, bopping and hopping on his fucking shoulders. Then we took shrooms. No. And got a finger up our assholes. Can you imagine? We're like, then we accidentally took shrooms again. No. We then get off the trolley and we go to this bar. And everyone's at this bar. And Lauren are like, we're like, not enough not enough <laughs> not enough and so we leave the group and so we're like let's go and find the most poppin bar there is and let's try to get in so we start running through the streets of chicago and lo and behold we find this one bar that looks pretty great and there's a really long line <laughs> and so what do you think i do we pay to get in we pay to get in we go in we go buy a drink Something comes over me that I'm feeling so ready to rage. Like, I was on a different tilt. And, Lauren, you at first were good. You were like, oh, should we go home? And I was like, not enough. And I start plotting. I'm like, who is going on that stage? <laughs> and they're like, 
rapper coming up? No, he was a country singer. Oh, I'm glad we left. I fucking hate country music. Dude, there was a country singer coming on stage, and his name was Scott. All of a sudden... Can I open this, Scott? (laughs) I literally had too much liquid courage. I'm like, can I please open for Scott and introduce Scott? So there we are. So I look at Lauren, and I say, Lauren... Oh, you, just so you're just so you're on board, you're coming on stage with me. <laughs> and Lauren looks down at her shin guards. I was teetering a fine line of blackout at this point. <laughs> Lauren's like, "What?" I'm like, you're, "If I'm going up there, I need you to at least be standing there for like moral support. Like, I'm not going up on the stage, but I have not planned this. People prep for like months to even like intro like this type of show. I'm like, I'm not going up there alone." So Lauren, any like, videos you see of me on that stage from that night, do not judge me. <laughs> Dude, people were zooming in on your fucking shin guards. Be like, why is Lauren on stage with jean shorts, sneakers, and shin guards? And so I just start going. I'm just, and honestly, it was so dope because Daddy Gang was just like hyped the fuck up that like I barely needed to say shit. Everyone was just like in a fucking mood. We did like a 10 second chug together. I obviously gave a nice shout out to the Gluck Gluck 9000. And then we we left and we. The manager drove us home. Oh my God. I forgot. <laughs> the manager and his girlfriend drove us home. It was so fucking fun. And, um, and it was amazing. So shout out to the daddy gang. You literally made it so easy to go up there. You guys were just like bopping and screaming. And I was obsessed with you. And it was so. You all now also have strep throat. Oh, stop. <laughs> and we all have strep throat tonight. Okay. I'm about to do something that I have never done in the history of Call Her Daddy. I'm about to do a live questions of the fucking week, baby. And the people that are asking the questions are you, Daddy Gang. The Daddy Gang of Chicago is meeting me at a secret pop-up that I put together at a place called Luminati's. It's an iconic deep dish pizza place in Chicago. They were amazing. They're giving us a secret room. A certain amount of Daddy Gang I'm DMing right now. They answered a question on the internet correctly. I'm DMing them. They are going to get a code word. What do you think the fucking code word is? It's Henry, of course. You go up to the security guard. You say Henry. They let you into a private room. And there I will be doing a live questions of the week with you. Let's fucking go. Okay, so I'm sitting here editing the podcast and I now need to make a little disclaimer. Doing my first live in-person podcast, note to self, the daddy gang and I were so fucking out of control and so loud. Moving forward, podcasting equipment is not going to cut it. We are going to need stadium equipment. And what I mean by that, guys, is I'm listening to the audio of the live show. It is so loud. We are screaming. So I apologize. I am so happy, honestly, with how it went. And I wish you guys could have all been there in person. But now in hindsight, realizing that you guys are like listening in your airpods i apologize for the noise um i tried to salvage some of the questions that sound more of like a podcast rather than an actual um live chanting concert um so shout out to the daddies that were there with me you guys literally were the funnest of time and i wish everyone listening could have been there but for everyone now that's listening on the podcast i tried i i saved um i was able to salvage some of the audio and i hope i don't we don't hurt your ears just know it was a great fucking time the idea the effort was there and um stadium equipment is on uh is in my amazon cart just hang in there and uh turn your audio down a little bit name oh my god hi okay wait what's your name do you have a boyfriend yes you do long distance that's my question oh give me the tea okay so I've been with my boyfriend four years, decided I want to up and leave my life, go to Chicago. Same. Right. No, oh. same. Love, love my boyfriend more than anything. We're doing long distance. Okay. But I want to, like, spice it up. Oh. I want to be a nasty bitch. Oh. I'm used to, like, being very introverted. Yes. And, like, I want him to come here and, like, be on his little leash yes. and want to come back. We love the leash. And, like, he is already trying to come every weekend. He, like, 
Do you feel like he's feeling insecure because yeah, you're living your best? He is. He is. Yeah. He's like feeling a little bit like, wait, I want to be a part of this. Right. Right. Because he sees my life here. He's like, this is amazing, bougie, awesome. I love it. Love this for you. Was yeah. it hard to have a conversation with him that you were moving? Um. No, he's like super supportive. Okay, like so it's you, actually really healthy. So you, I, I was about to say, right. like, do, do you feel scared? Because it's no. four years. No, not with my relationship. No. So you want yeah. advice of like how to spice it up while he's away, and then when he comes and how to play? Yes. Okay, my number one thing that I will tell you that I've been doing recently, which is like fucking nasty, but I like it, I want is it. Yeah. I've done all the, I've done all the <laughs> stuff, ladies. So like the classic, like which I think sometimes girls get freaked out. I think guys like obviously the classic when you send him your underwear oh. and like send a dirty text with it and like write it down but let's ramp it up a little bit (laughs) i recently have been watching porn and i will literally tell him a specific time code of a porn clip is this too much also okay i'm like oh so tell me this is way too aggressive he's gonna like read a message be like is this my girlfriend like yes yeah okay yeah yes so you can be like i'm thinking about you right now and i'm watching this and i'm like masturbating and i literally want to do this when you come here so you're almost like combining him being away and that's something to look forward to but send a time code whether it's like a really hot position during like the porn while like they're in doggy or like sucking a girl like a hot girl sucking dick and you're like i want to do this to you or i want you to do this to me send him the time code of the porn and then have him watch it and then start dirty talking while he's watching the porn yes 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 let's go yes where are you from how old are you um i'm from michigan originally but live in chicago i'm 23 almost 24 do you have a boyfriend i do have a boyfriend actually he's moving long distance Yes. Okay, so wait, what, what is your question? So my question is, um, what would you suggest for people who want to spice up their sex life but are on antidepressants oh. or other drugs that suppress your sex drive? Like, I am in the best mental phase of my life. Yes. But, like, the, like, anti-anxiety meds just bring, bring down, down the sex drive, and he gets that, totally understands Supportive. it. Supportive. He does not push me or anything, but, like, I want to have sex, you but you my know. body is just like, eh, no, we're like, we're so calm. We're so not anxious. I mean, I am the happiest I've ever been on it. Right. But like the one thing that it's affecting. Yeah. Is sex and, it, and he doesn't even care, but it's just like, I feel lame now. I'm 24. I'm not really having sex as much as I used to. And it's like, I should be. And I know there's no shoulds, but like, no, I get it. Oh, also. Cause you're saying like, you want to, yeah. it's just, you feel like your body isn't like telling you right. in the moment. It's not okay. there. And like, he doesn't want to push me because he's a great guy. Okay, so he doesn't want to come on to me and then get turned down when I'm just really not in the mood. Mm-hmm. So we kind of are in this like imbalance of like, sometimes I want him to come on to me be, to put me in the mood and be like, Oh right. yeah, we should be doing this. But then I'm like, then he doesn't want to get turned away. So we're in right. this weird, like limbo. Okay. The first thing that makes me happy for you is like the fact that you're saying you have a partner that is like so on board. Yes. With your situation, what comes to mind is because I never want to speak from like experience. I've never been on antidepressants. I've had friends though. And I think it's like my suggestion would be finding things that would put you in an environmental like mood that like again is elevating the happiness, is elevating the romance between Mm. you. So like maybe you set up like a really really cozy night where you're like you get all this like good food you get a movie night you are lighting candles and so it's almost like the environment is like amping up that you're saying you're lacking and so you're almost like giving yourself like sensory things around you that make you feel sexy like maybe go shopping that day it's all about like every step of the day and again you may be like but wait I thought I wanted to do it tonight and like I'm not in the mood great you can fucking light the candle the next night like it's not like it's like one and done like it's almost like put not put pressure on yourself but put moments that allow you to like feel sexy feel romantic feel connected and then maybe and even if it doesn't happen that night right then we're just cuddling and we're hanging out and and having fun yeah and it's like a little bit more foreplay towards you eventually wanting to do it I also think I heard you saying like there's nights that I don't want him to come on to me because I don't want him to feel like rejected. But then there are some moments where like, wait, I do want him to come on to me. I think it sounds like you've really open communication. Yes. You could even say like, I hate, it's like corny to be like a code word, but like I've been there before. That's actually a great idea. Right? Like a code word. So it doesn't feel like I have to come on to him where he's yes. just kind of like, yes. I like say like, I don't know, bamboo. And then yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, hey, Maybe let's go away from the bamboo. <laughs> you're like sausage. And you're like, whoa, wait. But yes, because like you want to still have that like courting thing. And like, you want to feel like he's right. coming on to you, yes. but it's got to be, he's like, well, how am I supposed to know? Yeah. I think a code word, what should the code word be? 
I like the, okay fruit okay yeah we're like papaya um wait I feel like it should be something that's not like oh, an awkward like you laugh like bacon like yeah. it needs to be something that's like almost just or like both vegetarian it could be something vegetable <laughs> yeah yeah oh you could even the, yeah the mood the mood is nice or like Ooh. oh I like that well, I like the mood is nice. Right? And like, then it kind of, oh, yeah. yeah, like this mood is nice. And you are almost saying like, and that's yes. like not a weird thing to fucking say. He's not going to be like, <laughs> it's like, and he gets the cue. Yes. Perfect. Oh yeah. Okay. Amazing. I love you. Oh Thank my God. You. Thank you. That was such that a was good question. question. Oh my God. I love you. I love you. Of course. Okay. So I'm in a little bit of a sticky situation. Tell so me. one of my best friends was standing up in a wedding and she was the maid of honor and the best man and her started going on dates and hooking up, you know, whatever. And so she comes to me, like, later on. They're, like, they've been together for maybe, like, a month. And then so she's like, oh, my God, let me show you. I'm on Instagram. I'm like, all right, well, you tell me his Instagram. I'm going to creep. So I'm creeping his tagged photos. All of his tagged photos are with a girl that used to be in my sorority in college. So then I creep her. They've been dating for two years in an apartment and have a dog together. So not only is he dating one of my, like, trying to date one of my best friends, he's also currently dating for over a year a girl in my sorority. And I know all this, and I don't know what to do. I, like, felt a vibe when you came up here, like, this girl's got something. Oh, yeah, I got all this. Wait. Tea. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. wait, so you were at the wedding. No, I wasn't there. She was. My best friend stood up in the wedding. She was got the maid it. of honor. And he, he was, was the, the best, best man. man, and then they started dating after that. Yeah, they started hooking up, going on dates, whatever, and she had no clue until I was creeping. I was like, wait, I recognize wait, him. Wait, and on the girl's page, are there all couple pictures yeah, from your I'm sorority? Like, yeah, but she's private, so the other girl couldn't see. So I followed her because she was in my sorority. Okay, what is your question? Because I have so many things happening here. I don't know how to go about this. Okay, I almost feel like, do you hang out with the, the one that was a maid of honor a lot? Yeah, she's my best friend. The girl in my story, I don't really talk to anymore because I'm out of Dude, college. you ha if it's your best friend, you have to tell her. Yeah, right? You, uh, but how do I go about this? D be on your phone on Instagram and be like, <laughs> oh my God, look at this girl from my old sorority. Wait, isn't that Todd or whatever his name is? And it's an entire Instagram with her boyfriend. Yeah. Dude, I, oh no, I get it. Like to be real and like more sensitive. I'm sure in that moment you were like fucking yeah. shocked. And you're like, Fuck yeah, I, I was about to say, first of all, well, the, yeah. I like exposed. Okay, I, to expose. I think if this was like Lauren and, and I'm just, she starts dating a guy, which you're not allowed to date anyone yet. Um, you're not allowed to do that yet. But if this happened, I think you literally genuinely, because I think she will be more hurt if she knows you were sitting on this and didn't tell yeah. her. I think you should literally, the next time you're with her, be like, hi, Kate, or whatever her name is, and be like, Kate, I'm going to be really honest with you. I was just perusing the gram yeah. and came across this girl from my sorority and I need you to see her her profile yeah and just hand her the phone maybe so what about the girl in my sorority do I tell her fuck the girl in your sorority for a minute <laughs> sorry hold on because we can deal with her in a minute like it, and she's not doing anything wrong either yeah it's no. like you first have to take care of your immediate best friend because this is gonna be like fucking awful for her to hear yeah. you can't you can't take care of them both right away like you're not gonna dm her and be like hey my best friend is dating your boyfriend yeah. and like maybe don't blow it all up at once <laughs> let's do like a slow play with this thing like first address like who you're closest to yeah. and see her reaction then I think once you guys talk, because maybe she's like, I'm just never going to talk to this dude again. Yeah. Then you could turn around and DM the girl from your sorority. And tell her. Or if she's like, I want to go catch this motherfucker in the act. That's how Let's she is. Let's get in the car. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, fuck, but I know that where the, like, the girl in the sorority, maybe you'll give her a heads up that you're conspiring to ruin his life and ask if she wants to be a part of it. So I think I, you're like, okay, you're psycho. Sorry, my wheels are turning. I'm like, ooh, ooh. I really just think it's always, like, it's you have loyalty to your best friend. Not that I'm not saying you have loyalty to the other girl, because yeah. this girl's done literally nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just, I think it's always better to address something head on and not try to, like, move all the pieces all at once. Like, see what she says. Kind of take her lead on it, because I've seen friendships get fucked up yeah. because it's approached in a wrong way. Like, I've literally lost a friend because I told her her boyfriend was cheating, and she was like, no, he's not. I hate you. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to yeah. fuck your boyfriend. What do I have? And <laughs> I have no skin in the game. Like, I'm just telling you. But girls, I think it's hard It's because it's an embarrassing feeling. Mm -hmm. 
and then you work from like a different place when you're embarrassed and you get yeah, defensive definitely so just be loving and just hand her your phone like just look and then like sit there <laughs> like and just like try to how are, we how are we doing exploding this yeah, yeah. like yeah okay boom yay no Hi. We were just Hi. talking about how we like thought we were losing our jobs because Oh yeah. Um I'll bleep out your name just so that we like really <laughs> We were like, I have been drinking, I have been on a bender. You've been on a Literally. seven day bender? Longer than seven, I think ten days at this point. Okay, tell me what's going on in your life. Are, are so, you in a relationship? What's happening? I am. Oh um, I feel like I'm in like the opposite of everybody else. We're like, I've never been in a real relationship. Oh, okay. And I've only been in a hoe phase. Okay, babe. And like <laughs> So now that I'm in a really serious relationship where it's like we both have said like, you know, we're done. We'll probably be getting married. Like we're like each other's, you know, person, which is so fucking cheesy. Um, uh, no, it's not. But it's cute. I kind of feel like I'm going through an identity crisis where I'm like, whoa, I'm in a relationship. Like, what can I do? What can I not do? Like, am I becoming boring? Like, am I hanging out with my friends enough? Like, it just feels so weird. And that I don't have, like, that freedom of just, like... Do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. And I f- feel weird. <laughs> like, what does lot, this mean? <laughs> I think, like... Wait, how long have you guys been dating? Um, five months. Wow. Okay. Wait, and you already know you want to get married? It's been a hot minute. Yeah. But we both have, like... And it's going amazing. Yeah, it's really good. But you're just, like, fully, like, I actually... Am but I'm like, who the fuck am I? Right, right, right. You're like, yeah. this is great, but, like, what the fuck? Yes. Okay, I actually think that's really normal everybody is always wondering like when you're single you're like oh I want to be in a relationship unless you're in your situation where you're like I want to be single baby (laughs) but like once you're single for a while you're like all right I want to we're human beings naturally we want to connect with another human being that's like natural we we aren't like simps for wanting to have a fucking boyfriend like (laughs) or a girlfriend that's normal I think though now then when you get into it I've had that where like then once you are in a relationship and we're in our 20s we're still in that weird phase of like watching the single friends but then I'm like talking to Lauren and Lauren's like wait now all my friends are in relationships and I'm the only single one like it's almost like we can never win yeah like, everyone when you're in a relationship you're probably like I'm so happy but I also want to be over there doing like ho girl shit and it's like there's Definitely. never a, there's never gonna be a moment I feel like until we're like hitting that peak of like once all of our friends are now married with fucking children in the meantime before your friends get knocked up um <laughs> what we can do to mitigate the damage is I think you have to find like a balance yeah because you don't you're gonna start to like hate all of it if you fully are like I am housewife, hear me roar. And you're like sitting on the couch every night and it's like, girl, go to the bar. Yeah. You can still be hoey. Like, listen, I've said it to my boyfriend. Like, th- there's stuff, I, uh, maybe I don't say this to him. Um, you, can, <laughs> you can still like innocently flirt a little bit when you're out with your girls. Like, if I'm a wing woman to Lauren, I'm not going to be like, I have a boyfriend, please do not look at me. Like, yeah. when I'm out with Lauren, I'm, like, talking to the guys. And it that, I get my fix from that of, like, going out with my single friends. Don't look at your single friends. Like, you don't want to hang out with them because now you're in a relationship and you feel like the odd man out. Yeah. Use it as, like, they give you that sense of hope still. You're like, oh, I can still hoe it up a little bit. Yeah. And I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to the guys that they're talking to. You just don't have to, like, suck their dick. You yeah. know what I mean? We can, cu- we can cut the line. So you're still being loyal. Mm-hmm. You're still being faithful. You're still getting a little bit of that hoe moment. Like, go out. Hoe yeah. a little. Just don't, like, actually, like, physically hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Just mentally. Yeah. Why is it once you get in a relationship, all these guys, like, come out of the fucking woodwork? And they're I like, know. oh, my God, now they see you're in a relationship, like, are you free? I know. It's like, where were you six I know. months ago? Like, um, but, again, I always think about this. Long term, short term. Cool to have the attention in the moment. Yep. Do you want to be sitting with that guy no. on the couch? And do you think it would be the connection? Exactly. Hoe it up, just not physically. You still can. I feel like that's a new tagline. <laughs> I love that. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, Mike. I feel like very pressured now. No. All oh, my eyes. God. You've heard. I feel like all of you also, by the way, have been so amazing. And they've opened up in such like an amazing way. And I feel like you guys, you guys have been so vulnerable. And I really respect you guys for that. And I hope that you can feel yeah. the same, well, Mike. Mine's not, as per- mine's not as personal. But I think That's it fine. will reach out to the male crowd. Oh, amazing. So Woo. COVID has taken a damper on all of us and stuff like that. So yeah. now we're all getting out and going out again. But yep. I feel like it's been neglected in the podcast. Oh. Does your opinion still stand true of no khakis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god, Mike. It's so crazy to like have someone in person like staring at me asking like, <laughs> can I not wear khakis? Oh, I've ever since 2019, Wait, jeans I ripped. threw them all in the garbage. I have not. He's I, like, I yeah. heard you. Yeah, yeah but now oh, that now oh, that we're out. I just feel like for maximum opportunity to get a dick wet, it's not for a woman to have to pull down a khaki. Like, we don't want to have to, like, Fair. unzip the khakis. Yeah. It's, like, it literally kills mood. Like, we're saying your buzzword should not be, like, bacon. Like, when I'm, like, oh, man, I'm so horny, and then I'm, like, the mm, cargo yeah. khaki, it's something. And, listen, maybe you're going to find, like, I don't know, like, do you have a something sentimental about khakis? You love oh, the no, khakis? Oh, no, I just, that- you're like, yeah, Ever I, since, I found my shades no, of black, gray, gray, and blue, and that's gray. been it. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, to men listening, it's nothing personal. I'm always trying to maximize, like, you you getting fucked, or you having a good time, or you mm-hmm. looking your best. And I just know that no man has ever walked into a room, and I've been like, God damn. And he's been wearing fucking khakis. Yeah. Like, it's the fucking <laughs> truth. It's literally the truth. And I just, I want to stay real with it. Mm-hmm. Save the khakis, yeah, for the golf Church, course. Church, golf, awesome. Boom. That wasn't that yes. scary. No. Oh, my God. That was a good question. Great question. Oh, high-waisted bikinis or back khakis are so fucking out. <laughs> no khakis ever. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Where well, we long story short, okay. So I met this guy on Hinge. I am like casually dating around. Met this guy on Hinge and we texted for a little but never met him. Again, had my roster going and I was like, okay, Uh, this is getting too much. So just stopped texting him. We never met. So I was like, whatever. His profile was average. It was fine. And then me and my friend went to dinner one night and I was like, holy shit, that guy is so fucking hot. Like that I need to meet him. That's my man. And so then... He came up and talked to us for a little, and I was like, I think his, I can't say his name. Um, I figured out that his name was the name that I thought it was, so I was like, how the fuck do I know this person? And then he just introduced himself and then went back to his table. He's with work friends. So then we were like, okay, now we need to go to his table to keep talking. Right. So we went back to his table, and all of his work friends were like, do you realize that you are the one who ghosted him like a couple months ago? And I was like... Was that the hinge Fuck. guy? It was the hinge guy. Didn't look anything like his profile. Well, it clearly looked similar. Wait, but he was, he was like, so hot in person. I think he was like a 5 out of 10 on hinge, but like 11 out of 10 like in person. And I was like, well, that's... What is this guy doing? Literally, I was like, fuck me. And you could tell his vibe was off. He was like, yeah, this bitch, like, I can't talk to her. So then... You should have been like, buddy. I know. You are not a good salesman. I know. Like, what I know. the fuck? I know. So then we talked for, like, a week after that. Then he ghosted me. So we were like, okay, whatever. Now we're talking again. We went on three dates now. But we're getting to the point. This is the question I'm trying to ask. So now I, like, obviously this whole time there's been, like, tension of, like, me liking him, him liking me, blah, blah, blah. Now we're, like, actually going on dates. But now that I actually really like him, how do you go about, like, I don't want to just fuck him, like, like, I've been had there. I've yet? had the whole face. Like, I've Got been it. there. Right. We haven't had sex yet. We've done other things, but I am so bad at just being like, no, like, I'm not really ready to have sex. Yeah. Like, what, how do I casually go about, like, hooking up, but, like, not going there? So but without it seeming like I don't want to go. Like, I want to, but I'm just like. You're trying to slow play it. Yeah. Like, you're, not, yeah. Like, you're not looking at this like he's just, like, another fuck yeah. or, like, another dude. You're yeah. like, wait, I, like, literally want yes. to maybe make this more yes exactly i think that's great yeah i think i always with guys like that i think like you like you said you're doing other things yeah. has he like been acting like he's like why aren't we having sex no not really but you can like you just feel the tension when you're like hooking up and stuff yeah, yeah, but then yeah. it's like how do you casually be like whoa okay not i think yet. you can i think you can play to the relationship and i think you can use it and you can joke about it like I don't know. Like, I don't want to get ghosted again. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to ghost you again. Like, let's feel the mood. That's true. I always, like, I think that guys get insecure when you're, not that we owe them anything. Like, this is why I'm not having sex with you. But guys, when you just keep pulling away after, like, the finger's been in there long enough. And it's like, why aren't we fucking? We've done everything but. 
I think you have to lightly joke. So do you say it before you start like hooking up, making out, whatever? I think, I think you, I sometimes do it when you're making out. Okay. Like okay. be hooking up, be on the couch, like, like be getting cute, hot and heavy. 30, 30. And then when you can tell he's trying to do more, yeah. kind of like push him down and like lightly be laughing. But yeah. like, I'm just not ready for that. Like, I'm just too nervous you're going to ghost me again. Yeah. And make it kind of like a game. Okay. So then that almost can linger longer. Yeah. And then obviously you're probably going to want to eventually have sex with yeah. him if you're oh, in yeah. him. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. You want to like get, like have a little yeah. time before yeah. you do so. Mm-hmm. I think that. Yeah. You joke at the relationship, not in an asshole emasculating way, but yeah. just more of like a playful, like, yeah. hold on. I don't know. Yeah. Like flirty joking. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Calm down. I don't know what's happening next week and I don't want to get ghosted. A finger is enough. And then like <laughs> go back to making out. Yeah, yeah. And he'll feel that you're like being playful, but also you're like leaving it open for the future. But yeah. you're just like being careful. Yeah. And then they get a little nervous because they're like, wait, what? But you're like still on top of him and then you continue yeah. to make out with him. Yep. So you're giving vibes. I'm into it. But then it, he still knows. But just chill. Yeah. And then the guy's going to be like, okay, dope. Yeah. And if anything, then it's going to make him like want you more. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. Of course. Oh, oh my God. I love you guys. Thank you so much for coming. I'm never going to forget this. Wow. Okay. Daddy gang. Not only is this episode coming to an end, sadly, but the world tour, it's actually not coming to an end. Lauren's staring at me. She's like, please let it come to an end. Um, we're putting the world tour on pause. And that is the best thing for my liver and the best thing for my relationship. I'm flying back to L.A. My boyfriend's coming back to L.A. I'm going to be reunited with him, Henry. Um, I have a couple interviews in L.A. that I'm very excited to reveal to you. And then the next trip that is on the world tour list is either Cabo or, and this is the big shebanga bang, <laughs> this is the big shebanga. I think I'm getting a big group of my friends and we will be going for my birthday in August on me, on a PJ to fucking. Vegas daddy mother I know she's like fuck daddy motherfucking gang I will see you fuckers next Wednesday again only on Spotify we're officially exclusive next week love you guys This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.